0: You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio.
1: Don't be a juice bag.
0: You're listening to The Diner on GGR Pirate Radio.
1: It's leaf clover. Make a wish. Wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. Three, two.
0: The Empire is no longer, and the best star has returned. When one chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore, you are both hunter and prey. This is the way.
1: This is the way.
0: This is called Pilot Radio. You know? and, yeah, we have like an agenda. You know, we have a syllabus yeah. that we follow.
1: And a monocle and like a gavel, like very formal and proper. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was MC's story from last week was was nuts. Like you hear these stories of cat of catfishing, you know, and like I didn't even tell my story because I didn't want to take any of the wind out of his sails. But it's definitely happened to me before too. Really. Um, yeah, I did the exact opposite because part of the thing that I didn't want to bring up. No, I wouldn't do that. I'm I'm proud of who I am, so <laughs> take it or leave it, basically is the way I look at it. But um, there was there was a girl that I'd been talking to for months on end, and like she lived in North Carolina, and I went down to visit her, and she was absolutely nothing like the pictures that she had sent me. And as soon as I met her, she immediately apologized, and like I was like i was crestfallen i was i was, the reason why i didn't tell the story was honestly i was I'm, I'm embarrassed because mc was like yeah we had built such a good relationship that i wanted to at least give her a shot and like i figured i'd stay for dinner and i'm like man you were a good dude i however was not <laughs> and i was a piece <laughs> of shit and like it it was just like yeah because i went down there to visit her right and we went and we had dinner and like i was as you know i'm a very polite person and. By nature. It's just kind of who I am. But then like she was like, "Okay, so now it's time to do other things. And I'm like, nope, because you're a liar and this is not who you're not who you said you are. And she got very upset. And I I was borderline rude or mean. And I was like, well, you know, I basically came down here on false pretenses and she was saying that. Oh, well, it shouldn't matter because looks are, you know, not the most important thing. And I was like, yeah, but it's it's, you know, to quote Billy Joel, it's a matter of trust, you know, If like (laughs) if we're starting off on the wrong foot already and I can't trust you with things like this, it's only going to get more difficult from there. And this is not a fairy tale where it's, you know, like all of a sudden you tricked me and I fall in love with you anyways. And then you turn into a beautiful princess. That's not going to fucking happen. Like I was like, and you can't. You can't tell somebody, oh, well, physical attraction doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it does. And it's it's not something that – I mean, unfortunately, not everybody can get over. And good for MC because he was like, you know what? I'll give this a shot. Or he was really hungry.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that, that might have been it. He was just looking forward to this meal for for a <laughs> while. But, I mean, and here's the thing too. Like I agree with you where you're saying like, look, let's not beat around the bush here. Like you have to be attracted to the person to a certain degree. Like you just have to be. Yeah. For, for it to work. I'm not saying like – I do think that the too much emphasis is placed on that by well, and absolutely. large. But it, to to then swing the pendulum too far the other way and say it doesn't matter at all is being overreactionary. But yeah. to your point, you're like, you know what does matter? It might be one of the most important things it is what we call trust. Yeah. And I don't have any of that with you right now because of the constant lying that you've been doing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like that, that was the thing is I've always been a big believer in, in personality matters, you know, like somebody can be, you know, a 10 physically as far as looks go, but their personality can be like a two and that tanks them for me. Like if you're not a good person, if you don't have a good personality, if you're not like somebody I can talk to, then like there's, it's very difficult to move forward. And I would be of the mindset it's more – it's easier the other way around. It's either easier to have somebody with a really amazing personality who's funny and smart and, like, just has a lot of witty things to say and, like, has a lot to offer as a person who's, like, maybe not physically attractive – as physically attractive as you would like, but that's okay is basically kind of what I'm saying here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And ultimately
1: you're attract, you're attracted to who you're attracted to and – I don't want to come off like an asshole, but at the same time, like, that's not something you necessarily can control, and it's one of the things that I really admire about the younger generation, because I I mentioned that one episode of Catfish where the the girl had been lied to for months and months and months and months and months, and and then started talking about how she was like, no, I'm going to see this through. I'll see where this goes because I really built a relationship with this person over the phone, so I know this person really well. I just didn't know them physically, and I was I was astounded by that. I was like, good for her, man. Like, it just shows that like not everybody functions in the same way. That some people can get beyond that, and and again, good for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, for me, like like you said before, like the problem I would have with that situation would have been the the, the dishonesty part of it. Like the at that point, factor, yeah. It, yeah, that's that's you're kind of basically starting so far in the negative, you can't overcome it because of, of the lying, you know, but, you know, yeah, I, I agree. There's a, the whole, you know, the way I like to put it is there's a, there's a lid for every pot, right? Like what, what is attractive for you might not be the same for me and vice versa. Okay. Um, but I think there are some universals and I think, you know,
1: being honest is one of them. Oh yeah, for sure, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Diner. You just jumped into the middle of our conversation, and hey, there's nothing wrong with that. There's always an empty spot at our table for anybody to join in our wonderful conversation. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am one of the co-hosts of GGR Pirate Radio at The Diner. And I've got with me the guy who founded the website with me back in 2014. Uh, He was on that first podcast. He'll be on the last podcast we do as well. His name is Steve Bonick
0: yeah i have a i have an ironclad contract that i cannot get out of
1: (laughs) you're here for life (laughs) monic
0: we're gonna do a podcast and then you're gonna read the next day in my obituary that mike put me down
1: (laughs) (laughs) come on steve let's go up for a ride to the country but where are we going where are we going
0: get in the truck
1: Uh we are just kind of shooting the shit right now. Um we had a wonderful plan for a fantastic podcast w- with our other co-hosts as well, MC Brooks and uh, Mr. James Rambo. Um both of them unfortunately had things pop up at the last second. But hey, there you go. That's life, you know? That's quarantine baby. <laughs> so we were talking about MC's exploits when it comes to catfishing. Um and I was talking a little bit about mine. And like do you ever look back on your 20s, Steve, and just kind of cringe at the the, sh- the stuff you did? Because that was definitely in my in my 20s, and I'm and I'm, I look back on that and I'm like, man, maybe I could have handled that a little bit better. But like I, I tend to do that a lot. I look back and I'm like, man, I really wish that I had done this particular thing better. Not like, oh, I regret or I wish I could go back and change it. More so like, I wish I had the moral fiber that I do now. I'm more willing to stand up for the right thing now and do the right thing regardless of how hard it is.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's definitely no, uh, no replacing experience, right? I mean, like, you know, you're, you're 10, 15, 20 years older and uh, you you can't, you can't replace that, you know? And yeah, I'm the same with you. There's definitely things where I look back and I'm like, oof, that, Ooh, what was I thinking? What was I doing? You know, why why was I prioritizing Guitar Hero over other things in my life? You know what I mean? Like little stuff like that. Whereas, you know, there's some things where I'm like, well, I guess the experiences and the mistakes I made then are what led me to who I am now.
1: So Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's um It's interesting too. I feel like a lot of times I beat myself up over it, but like it's to quote Star Trek, like <laughs> Captain Kirk in one of the shittier Star Trek movies in Star Trek five hadn't really killer line where he's talking about like the bad guy Cybok, like is a Vulcan and he can like make people re like relive their most painful moment. And he helps them like gain strength from it and all this other stuff. He basically is like a uh, televangelist con man. And he tries to do it to Kirk and Kirk's like, no, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to relive my pain. He's like, that's who made, that's what made me. He's like, what are you going to make me do? Like, relive something where i should have turned left when i should have turned right he's like i I don't want you to take away my pain i need my pain and that's that's kind of the way that i look at things too is like i get not frustrated but i'm like man i wish i had done this differently but honestly i needed all of those things to happen to be who i am now to actually give a shit about being a decent person because you're like man i made this mistake i'm not gonna do that again sort of thing
0: yeah i mean sometimes uh you know life lessons are are the most painful ones that you you carry with you are the ones that make the the biggest impact on your future decisions and it sucks that you had to go through that and especially if you ended up hurting someone else yeah you know and then then you got to kind of carry that guilt with you but boy nothing's a bigger motivator than that huh
1: exactly pain is a powerful teacher unfortunately so what we're going to do, Mr. Monick, because I want you, because I know that your time is limited in uh, the current configuration of the GGR Pirate Radio podcast, what I want to do is I want to be able to get you involved in the conversation that I know that we'll be having once our other fellow podcasters show up. Yeah. Um, I know you don't use social media much, but we had quite the revelation on the GGR uh, group page that we have on Facebook. Oh, We've shared many things, many nerdy, geeky things, right? And people have responded to them well. Like we get a pretty good uh, reaction and like people talk and we get some really cool conversations. However, there's never been a conversation like this that I've seen before. And it was, it's interesting, um, but it's also, it makes perfect sense because what's one thing that everybody can agree on? Like for the most part, food is delicious, right? Like everybody loves food. Um, we got, between between a post that we had about your favorite kind of french fries, your favorite kind of sandwiches, and your favorite kind of chicken tenders, man, did we get a huge response. And, like, even more so, what was cool was people who don't know each other, only, like, through me do they know, like, I'm, like, the central circle in the Venn diagram of these people, right? they're now crossing over and becoming friends and having conversations. And it's like the coolest thing ever to see. It's like it's so much fun to see like people that never would have known each other other than through the conversations that you're having. It's it's like our little website's growing, man. It's pretty cool. That's kind
0: of what it was all about, right?
1: It's, uh, it's what it was back in the day, man. That's why we did this. But you have the picture. I know I sent you the picture of the Encyclopedia of Sandwiches. And we talked about your favorite sandwiches, and we're going to go into detail a little bit about that on the podcast. Um, I don't think I sent you the French fry one, did I?
0: No, just the uh, the big billboard of sandwiches, which, I mean, honestly, they all look delicious. Like The, the photography work on that was excellent because it yeah. made everything look mouthwatering
1: indeed i am going to send you the french fry one now too so you can be involved in this and then the the chicken one there wasn't really pictures it was more like your favorite chicken joint now we we settled on we wanted it to be about chicken tenders um but if the place is a fried chicken place that just happens to sell chicken tenders as well that works as well too so
0: that one's gonna be more interesting yeah because i mean
1: yeah we will okay we'll we'll get into that one for sure we, we will get into that one as we as we tend to do but let's start with sandwiches we'll do we'll do sandwiches then we'll go into french fries but like it's one of those things too in in quarantine everybody especially with all the stuff that's going on uh, in the outside world uh everybody's on edge just like a little bit so it's a nice it's, it's nice and uh, every now and then to use gr and use that R part the refuge and really make it that give it a, an escape like let's talk about something that we love and not worry about any of the other nonsense and craziness that's going on in the outside world so what better way to ignore the outside world than to talk about sandwiches <laughs> so i yeah, want to start there.
0: through the sandwiches man i'm gonna have to amend my answer too because like there's little bits in here that i missed this i can't wait for this one
1: yeah, I, I want to I think maybe we should almost do it as like tiers, right? Like because there's they go in sections of three. I feel like we should do like a like a champion out of each one of the three. Right. So like starting at the top. And if you guys want if you go on Facebook, uh, if you go to the Great Geek Refuge group, uh, which is welcome, you're welcome to join. And all you got to do is request and we'll add you in. Um, The first of our three, we've got a bacon, egg and cheese. Looks like it's on a croissant. That's what I would say.
0: I would say just not as eloquently because you put, like, the, the
1: accent on it. so it was... Oh, I'm sorry. Let me say it in Pittsburgh or Chris Sandwich. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. One of uh, them flake burgers. <laughs> one of them flaky burgers. <laughs> and then we've also got the grilled cheese. And then number three is the pulled pork sandwich. Um, Man, this is rough. I would – if I'm choosing one of those three, I'm going to have to go with the pulled pork sandwich. And the reason being is, like, I love breakfast. God, I love breakfast. But I am a sausage – over over bacon person so i would rather have a sausage egg and cheese sandwich than a bacon egg and cheese sandwich and if you do pulled pork and it looks like it's got looking at the picture here it looks like it's got coleslaw on top yeah i'm i'm going with that that is like that's the perfect uh, that's like that's like the voltron of sandwiches you've combined everything <laughs> together to make a robotic like all, like gargantuan that can just destroy any sort of roe beast that uh the bad guys might throw at you what's your choice in, of these three steve
0: I think I think I tear it the same way as you. Like nothing against a grilled yeah. cheese, but that's that's just a third, you know, because you you got to have tomato soup or else it's just bread and cheese, whatever. Bacon, egg, and cheese, like I, like with you, I I love the breakfast flavor palette. Like just the flavors that breakfast brings is positive. But my wife's favorite thing is pulled pork in the whole world, and as you mentioned. You know, it's a stacked sandwich, and we here in Pittsburgh like taking what would normally be an entire (laughs) plate of food and mashing that between two pieces of bread to make a new sandwich. (laughs) So I really appreciate the, let's put the sides, you know, dump your drink on it, whatever, and just make a whole big sandwich out of it. So pulled pork wins there.
1: (laughs) All right, so pulled pork moves on to the next round. Uh, We've got the second, I think we'll we'll go left to right. Now you know we'll go number order here. So we got four, five, and six. Four, five, and six is the uh, the Vietnamese banh mi, which is meat, pickled vegetables, cilantro, and mayo. Quite delicious sounding. We've got the BLT, which I mean, come on, you know what the BLT is. And then we've got the Italian sub. I I feel like this is a running away, like this is this is a no contest. A BLT is wonderful. I love a BLT. I love its simplicity. Um, a banh mi, I, I really like a good banh mi too. Those are really really tasty because they've got a lot of things going on, different flavors. But man, an Italian sub, dude, you can't beat an Italian sub like it's even a bad one is good. Like you can go to Wawa. You can go to um, Sheets and get an Italian sub. And it's probably crappy, but it's still good. So I'm Italian sub running away.
0: Absolutely. I've been I've been hitting up. Well, Ben, I I was before the the lockdown hitting up a local sandwich joint down the way and kind of going. It's called Fat Cat's. And they're, uh, you know, just trying to go top to bottom on their menu and try and hit all their subs. And the first one I picked out was the Italian, you know, like nice. that was the first one where I'm like, I'm going to give you a shot as a establishment. I'm going to judge you essentially based on your Italian sub. So that <laughs> kind of puts it into context right there.
1: It is. Yeah. I mean, that that is a good judge. Like, that's a good benchmark, really. Uh moving on to number 7, 8, and 9. That is number 7 is this Thanksgiving sandwich. If you're a friends fan, you know about the sandwich. It, it, in fact, it has a gravy soaked piece of bread in between the layers called the moist maker. Um we've also got the, it's the all the Thanksgiving leftovers combined into a sandwich. Delicious, right? We've also got Uh, The lobster roll. And then we also have number nine, which is the turkey club, which is turkey, lettuce, tomato and bacon and mayo. Um, I this is not even a contest for me. I like the Thanksgiving sandwich because it's you know, it's like you said, it's Pittsburgh style. a Bunch of shit smashed together with bread. Can't go wrong with that. However, uh, I if I had a kryptonite, if just, you know, Mike Lunsford was a superhero, my kryptonite might be lobster rolls. Uh, Cause they're, they're so delicious and I could probably eat like 20 of them. Um, lobster roll for sure.
0: Okay. So here is where you and I differ. Like okay. finally the Steven Mike agree hour comes to a close. <laughs> we have a new show title. I've never even eaten a lobster roll in my life. Are you serious? Wow. Never, never had one. Yeah. And Thanksgiving, like if anyone said to me, like, not not sandwich wise, but just Steve. What's your favorite food ever? Like if you could have one meal, like you're, you're on death row or something. What's your last meal? It's Thanksgiving. Like I love Thanksgiving to the point where I'm like, yeah, that's the last thing I'd ever eat. That's fine. Uh, so that's that that's the runaway winner for me. And then turkey turkey club is is second, just because I've never had a lobster roll. I can't I can't speak to it.
1: That's fair. And, and I I think the next time you come visit, it, we will have to remedy this, Mr. Monic, because. Yeah, big fan of lobster rolls.
0: Um, well, as <laughs> they go say on. go to Virginia for good seafood, right? That's uh,
1: yeah. I mean lobster. It's, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a good place to go for sure. Uh, 10, 11, and twelve is the tuna melt, the fried chicken sandwich, and the cheese steak. Oh man, this is where it gets difficult because eleven and twelve, fried chicken sandwich. Big fan. Huge fan of fried chicken in general. Uh, if you couldn't yeah. tell. Yeah. Um, and then the cheesesteak, a, a really good cheesesteak is hard to beat. And especially if you've gone to Philly and gotten one, like we actually did. I did an interview earlier today with a comic book creator. A guy's name is uh, August Aguilar. And we talk he's from Philly originally. And we talked about our favorite cheesesteak places. So now I've got cheesesteaks on the brain. Um, I really could go either way, either fried chicken or cheesesteak. Ugh oh, man, this is rough. Why don't you All take right. the
0: cheesesteak and I'll take the fried chicken? We'll Yeah, we'll, we'll split it
1: fair i can't even
0: stand tuna tuna's like out of all the sandwiches we're going to talk about today i I hate tuna i hate it so much
1: (laughs) i could go with a tuna melt because it sort of kind of saves tuna but tuna fish by itself like in the can not good if you're a sushi fan which i am like sushi grade tuna is is fantastic completely different flavor but tuna in the can it will, will turn you off of tuna fish real real quick so yeah, tuna. Just go 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 about your merry way. We're not even bringing you on to the next round. Get out of here. State. You guys are moving on. Exactly. Thirteen and fourteen, the cubano and the meatball sub. Now, honestly, I could go either way, but we have a very similar sandwich that is already going on to the next round in the Italian sub. A Cubano is good. It's different. It's got in, instead of um, the salami, ham, and capicola like a like an Italian would, this one's got uh, salami, pulled pork, um, and it's got like pickles and mustard and cheese and it's smashed together. It's it's a really good sandwich. However, I don't think it can beat the meat sub. Sub is too classic, and you have a very similar sandwich in the Italian sub. So meatball for me for sure.
0: It really well put. And I think for me, like meatball sub probably is going to be top five, like across the board today. Yeah. Meatball sub is a go to like if I'm like, eh, what do I want? You can't go wrong with the meatball sub. That's It's yeah. a good like, yeah, that, that's never a miss.
1: Yeah, exactly. Now, this it gets a little interesting here in this in this next uh, tier here. We've got the croque monsieur, which is ham, bechamel sauce, gruyere and Dijon mustard. And then there's another version of that. It's the same sandwich, but it has an egg added to it, and that's the croque madame. Um, and then number 17 is the Reuben. I've had a, a Croc madame um, delicious sandwich. It really is. It, it, it's a fantastic sandwich. It's, it's essentially a breakfast sandwich because it's got an egg on it. But a Reuben? Man, it is hard to beat corned beef, Swiss cheese, sauerkraut, Russian dressing on rye bread, man. Like, that is that is a classic combo. I'm going with Reuben.
0: I'm going to go madame because if I can't decide, I'm just going to go with the sandwich with the most junk piled on top of it.
1: <laughs> That's a good – I don't know what I want. Just give me the one with all the shit on it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. <laughs> if I can't, yeah. If I can't decide what's the best quality, I'm just going to go quantity.
1: Just give me all of the things. Yeah. Now this is an interesting matchup here. We've got uh, number eighteen is the gyro or gyro, if you're being correct in pronunciation, but everybody calls it a gyro. <laughs> so I remember in
0: college uh, yeah. an episode of the Colbert Report, yeah, and he and he always had those little like you know open like you know one-liner jokes, yeah. and he goes you know, some people say gyro. Some people say Hero. I'm American, so I call it a lamb sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Like It's like, I mean, it's been 10 years or more, and I still remember that joke. I was like, yes!
1: All right, so we've got the lamb sandwich, we've got the po' boy, uh, and we've got a caprese sandwich. Now, I, I, I have to give it to the Hero here because it's – I mean, a po' boy is really, really good, but – a gyro is unique. Like it is, mm-hmm. if you've never had one before, I mean, you should get one because it's it's a different flavor combination than anything you've had. A po boy is essentially like it's a fried seafood sandwich, and caprese is a it's essentially like a, a pizza turned inside out. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm going with I'm going with a gyro.
0: So so am I. Gyros yeah. are great, and I know we're judging this off the traditional like lamb, yeah. but like you know, anytime there's like a Greek food festival or a place where there's food carts or stuff. Man, yeah. e- e- that sandwich, just replacing it with different proteins, it works. I've oh, had it yeah. with chicken. I've had it with turkey. I've had it with beef. Like, I mean, lamb is the classic, but it works with everything.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. And like, my kid loves a chicken gyro. That's like one of his favorite sandwiches. So now, MC brought this up. And you know what? Actually, I'll leave that for when he comes on and let him. Um, do what he does where he picks apart the minutiae of things. And he, he, he posited that a gyro is not really a sandwich because it's not two pieces of bread. And I, we, mm. yeah, we fought. It was a thing.
0: Oh uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like there was a 4th of July where I had an extremely long text thread with my brother, his wife and my wife about yeah. uh, the classification of a hot dog.
1: Is it a sandwich? Yeah, that's a really good question. So we'll leave these hard questions for MC Brooks. After all, he is the mitochondria of the, of the podcast. Uh, We've got 21, 22, and 23 Uh, patty melt, an egg salad sandwich, and a French dip. Wow. This is difficult. Okay. So egg salad for me is one of those things where I will eat it. In fact, I will make it. But it's rare. And if you're giving me – how many sandwiches do we have total? 40 sandwiches to choose from. I'm probably ranking this like in the low 30s or in the high 30s because I there's so many other ones that I would eat before I would eat the egg salad. So, process of elimination no egg salad. The hard choice becomes between a patty melt and a french dip. Because a patty melt is delicious. I mean, you you really yeah. can't go wrong with a patty melt. But a roast beef sandwich that you can dip in juice, like that's that's magical. Like I'm trying Man, this is tough, dude.
0: I'm I'm rocking patty melt. I just, you know, give me like a, like a, a, just a different version of a burger essentially. And I'll take it because, you know, that's the, that's the best uh, beef sandwich that I think we're going to get on here. You know, at least in my opinion, I, I, you know, I, I, I like me a good patty melt and I like diner food, you know, and like all these sandwiches couldn't be diner food, but like to me, like patty melts are kind of like they scream diner and yeah. you know that 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 always gets me going where I'm like oh yeah you know and the next conversation of french fries you know good patty melt with some fries on the side oh yeah ah, for sure forget about it
1: well also too like we're we're missing a really key component I, here
0: take those fries jam them on the sandwich like god intended it to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> damn Pittsburgh isn't your adding shit to everything um, we're missing a key component here this is the first sandwich (laughs) that has that has caramelized onions because a cheesesteak has onions but it's not specifically caramelized onions so i'm going with the the patty melt on this as well because you want to talk about like if somebody that's like think of this how many people will say oh i don't like x for a a vegetable right but then you say well what if they're cooked and they're like oh yeah then i'll eat them that's onions people will not eat raw onions but they will eat caramelized onions Totally,
0: totally changes the game. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'll take I an mean, onion any way I can get it. But yeah, okay. you, you load it up and you get that kind of burger, that juiciness. Yeah, it's yeah. I think it wins. nothing against the French dip. Like, I, I don't want it to you know, we're talking all the patty melt here. Yeah. I don't want to give the French dip like no time at all. But I think yeah. the patty melt wins for me.
1: Yeah, I, I'm agreed on this one. Now, the next one really, it, it really makes you wonder because you've got a PB&J. I mean just it, it's classic. It is the it is the classic quick easy delicious sandwich. But then you get some exoticness going on here. You've got a torta, which is a Mexican sandwich which would be steak, beans, lettuce, tomato, avocado and cojita cheese. Or oh, I'm sorry, cotilla cheese. And then you've got a roast beef sandwich, which essentially it's the Arby's roast beef sandwich. Okay? Like it's roast beef, barbecue sauce or horseradish. So yeah, it's it's the Arby's sandwich. That's the best way to describe it. It's something that everybody's had. I'm I'm sticking with the classic dude. Like I will eat a roast beef sandwich. They're delicious, but like PB and J all the way, dude. Like if I'm hungry late at night and I'm like, I really don't want to eat something heavy, but I'm hungry and I want something quick and delicious. PB and J is always the way to go.
0: You need a little something, something. So, so question for you. Yeah. What flavor of jelly or jam do you go with your PB and (laughs) J?
1: Whatever we have open, uh, so I mean I'll do I'll do grape, I'll do strawberry, I'll do raspberry. I am not picky at all. I will put. So so your choice.
0: So them. you are you are going to the store. You have a mm-hmm. jar of peanut butter, and mm-hmm. you are and also, you know, chunky or smooth peanut butter. We got to get into that Oh smooth Cause, smooth. Because I mean, sure. peanut butter for me too. Um, yeah. Really, oh, see, I'm a I'm a I'm a chunky with grape kind of guy.
1: See, I'm a smooth with grape. I I can. I can rock with any of the the jellies, but if I'm going to do it, I just want it classic. I want smooth peanut butter. I want grape jelly. I can eat chunky peanut butter. I'm not – I mean, shit. I mean, I'm fat, so I'm not picky. Um, But, like, (laughs) if I have a a choice in the matter, I'm going smooth and I'm going grape.
0: Cool. If if you really want to get
1: fancy, you can can do it Elvis style, and you can put bananas on there, and you can fry the sandwich, which Mm -hmm. is, like – a whole nother level
0: that, that's like the deluxe right there exactly. um but yeah no the uh i don't know just for me just on a sandwich the the peanut butter the chunky peanut butter just giving it a little texture you know it's, yeah. it's not all just like smooth goo there's a little bit of bite to it yeah. um I, that's but i that's a that's not a hill i'm willing to die on if someone <laughs> made me a, a smooth peanut butter pbj sandwich i'm not throwing it in their face and leaving their house or anything
1: He's just like a cat. You just push it off the table.
0: (laughs) I just stare at them (laughs) (laughs) unblinkingly.
1: Or like the, uh, the, uh, it's always sunny meme where he just picks out the plate and throws it in the hallway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The other factor in this too, that I want to bring up is, and this is, I didn't start doing this until I was in the army. But when we would be like out on the range, like, you know, like trying to do like rifle marksmanship and stuff like that, they would have like the lunch wagon come out and it would bring us food and sandwiches and stuff like that. And a lot of times they're bringing you like the lowest quality meat they possibly can. So they're friggin' gross. Right. So a lot of times I would opt for the PB&J. But the bread that they give you is just like the worst bread possible. It's just it's so squishy and disgusting. Uh And the way to add texture to it was adding potato chips to your sandwich. And uh-huh. I fell in love with the peanut butter, jelly and potato chips, potato chip, potato chip sandwich. I can't even say it. I'm so excited. Like, I want to go make one right now. Like, like, I might do that later.
0: <laughs> that's very interesting.
1: Yeah. That,
0: that's, that's, a, that's what I would do. I get the, um, you know, like a, just a regular, just a lunch meat sandwich, whatever, ham, turkey, cheese. What That doesn't matter. But then throwing the sour cream and cheddar ruffles chips. Oh, dude. that that is That is a, a classy move right there, putting that
1: on the sandwich. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. It it, it changes everything, it really does.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, when we looking at this next one, it, we're getting a little fancy here, okay? We're getting a little international, okay? We have the hambone. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce that. B e u r r e. It's a bur- ham thing, yeah. yeah. Burr, bur, Yeah, hambone beret. Um, it's uh, it's French ham and salted butter on a baguette. Um, I've actually had one of these before. Um, when we were in Disney World, when we went to Epcot. They have the international um, um, marketplace, basically, and you can go to France. Um, and we went to France and we had like traditional French sandwiches. And this is what I had. It's a, it's surprisingly good. You wouldn't think butter and ham would go together, but it really does. Uh, the other option you have is uh, what's t- called uh, tonkatsu, which is a fried pork chop, mayo and tonkatsu sauce, which essentially is like imagine like sriracha and mayo mixed together. Like that's actually no, I think I'm mixing that up. We're gonna look up tonkatsu sauce. Tonkatsu sauce is Worcestershire sauce, oyster sauce, and sugar in a small bowl, and you mix it all up together. So
0: like a savory sauce.
1: sauce. Oh yeah, but it's like fish sauce. Not not as pungent as fish sauce, but like in the same basic principle. It's oyster sauce. Actually, you know how if you get um like authentic um lo main, like mm-hmm. you order from a chinese restaurant and it has like a unique flavor to it that's oyster sauce that's okay yeah that kind of like savory umami flavor that you get so yeah i would go honestly i'm going tonkatsu because i mean like how can you go wrong with deep fried pork and mayo and other sauces like yeah i'm going with that
0: yeah, in, in a battle of two things that I've never consumed, um, <laughs> that 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 is the one that sounds a little more appealing out of the two. But they both sound good; like they both warrant a try. Yeah, I'll definitely try both of those before I try those disgusting lobster rolls
1: that you won't stop talking <laughs> about. <laughs> uh, I want to go to the next the next round because it gets interesting. You have a classic: you have ham and cheese, ham cheese, lettuce, mustard is what they say. That's Can't go wrong with that, right? Uh, You've got the Monte Cristo. The Monte Cristo might be the most extra deluxe sandwich of all time. It's ham, turkey, Swiss cheese. Uh, It's got American cheese on it, too. And then it's covered in batter and deep fried. And it's served, like, with powdered sugar on top of it and and a side of jam to dip it in. So it's on a whole nother level. And then we've got the other one uh, in this – this three-way match of death here we've got a bagel with lox bagel cream cheese smoked salmon onion tomato i swear to god i would have to turn in my jew card if i didn't choose the bagel with lox so i have to choose this one plus it's quite possibly one of the most delicious things ever um you do have to like smoked salmon though otherwise it's not going to work for you but i'm going with the bagel with lox
0: I'm just going to go to my default rule, whichever one I, you know, what, if I can't make a decision, I'm just going to go with the one with the most garbage pot on top of it.
1: So Monte Cristo it is. <laughs> Jack's had a Monte Cristo for the first time, uh, not too long ago. And his mind was blown when he was like, what's a Monte Cristo. And I explained it to him. And he was like, why would you deep fry that sandwich? And I was like, why wouldn't you? And he was like, Okay, I'm getting that. And like it was you you could just tell, like, if you've ever seen like fireworks go off in somebody's head when they eat something, that was what happened to Jax when he <laughs> ate the Monte Cristo. It was just like you could see, you could just see it. Like every all of all of the neurons were firing at the exact same time for him. It was it was quite an experience.
0: You can just see him tasting each flavor in succession and, and <laughs> <laughs> beautiful
1: truly truly was now we've got some interesting combinations here Uh, we've got two vegetarian options we've got a falafel pita which is falafel lettuce tomato onion cucumber and hummus um you've got a chicken salad sandwich which chopped chicken mayo celery onion mix it all together you know delicious and then you've also got uh, a veggie and hummus which it looks like it's on bread i can't tell for sure we'll just assume that it is Cucumber, tomato, avocado, carrots, sprouts, and hummus. Honestly, I'm 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 going in a different direction here. I'm going with falafel. Because falafel is one of my favorite Mediterranean foods. Like, I absolutely love falafel. It's basically a ground-up chickpeas and spices, and like it's breaded and deep-fried. It's it's just absolutely fantastic. And if you have like when we were when we did about a year's worth of being vegetarian falafel was my go-to when i was like i am starving and i need something of sub, like substance i me some goddamn falafel and i was good um steve which one are you taking out of these three i love
0: mayo on a sandwich so i can't i can't pass up the chicken salad i yeah. mean that's it's delicious it's chicken it's yeah. mayo i mean it's simple but sometimes you know A lot of these ones are, I'm like, just pile it on, just pile it on. But sometimes classics are classics for a reason.
1: Dude, and I'll tell you, the great thing about chicken salad is you get this this base, right, of the chicken, the mayo, the celery, the onion. And then you can add so much to it. Like if you get it from Panera, Panera adds walnuts and grapes. And like you would think, well, why the hell would I want that in my chicken salad? It's actually really, really good, and it adds a whole other layer to it. And then like also too, for all you fat guys out there, or f- women, or whoever, if you if you like to eat, let's just change that. We'll, we'll take the gender out of the whole thing, okay? If you are a human being who likes to eat food, and so you're getting no a Muppet. sub. no Muppets, okay? Because it doesn't go anywhere. We've seen this co- ain't Cookie Monster. Yeah, no Muppets. We gatekeep um, Muppets here. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's what we gatekeep. That's our one line. That's no where Muppets. we've drawn the line. <laughs> Sorry, Kermit, you can get the hell out of here. Hey, have you seen what Cookie Monster does to cookies? He doesn't even eat them. He just smashes them to pieces. Bastard. What a waste. I know. Uh, so, all I was trying to say was chicken salad. Add bacon to your chicken salad sandwich. <laughs> Amazing.
0: <laughs> oh, now I could see... Um, If you mixed in some like ranch – like the powdered ranch seasoning in with all that and you have like a chicken bacon ranch chicken salad, that would be
1: banging. I got to try that. What are we doing? What are we doing? Um, Podcast over. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Friend of the show. um, He – actually, I met him through – um, our buddy Benjamin Shapiro, uh, who is an editor here at GGR, uh, created something called the uh, Isolation Theater, where what it is is we do via Skype or Zoom, however we choose to do it. We basically do plays, and it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I've been involved with it. It's been a ton of fun, and everything that we've done, we're raising money for charity too. So definitely check it out. Isolation Theater is what it's called. But uh, one of the guys I met through Ben, um, through the plays that we were doing, is a guy named Carl Bonebright and he mentioned this when it when it came to a BLT listen to this he said BLT but the bacon needs to be crunchy enough that it's audible ranch instead of mayo and then enough pepper to make you sneeze so this ranch thing that you're bringing up here man using that like kind of changes the whole concept because you're getting all of those different herbs and flavors and spices
0: yeah really i mean ranch is a is a fan favorite for a reason it brings yeah. a lot to the party
1: it does indeed. Uh, we've got the la- uh, second to last tier here. We've got bologna, just bologna and mustard. You've got the Italian beef sandwich, which is roast beef, green peppers, uh, G-R- I can't even pronounce this. I think it's gardenera, but it's basically like it's uh, peppers, olives. Um, it's like a spread that they put on the sandwich. Very delicious. And then uh, something called a Kentucky hot brown, which is turkey, bacon, tomato, and Mornay sauce. Um, a Kentucky hot brown sounds like something rude that you would leave on somebody's front porch. So I'm gonna leave that one alone. I um, thought you
0: were gonna go more of a uh you know, like an urban dictionary sex act kind of thing. Like <laughs> I thought that's what you're gonna go. Give her a Kentucky brown.
1: I like guess like Cincinnati bow tie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um no I'm going with Italian beef. Like I've had one. Oh um right after your wedding actually when we went up to erie um and i cannot remember the name of the place but there's this really like cool like retro sandwich place thing and it's like like straight out of the 1950s um i wish i could remember the name of the place but i had an italian beef sandwich there and it was it was amazing so i'm going with the italian beef
0: yeah i think i'm gonna have to agree with you i mean bologna and mustard i like both of those things just as elements of other sandwiches i don't think they're enough to carry their own um yeah it it's fine. Um, and, and we've made enough jokes about the Kentucky Hot Brown that I, I can't pick it at this point.
1: I don't think I've ever actually had one before. So I'm now sure I, it's
0: delicious,
1: but... Yeah, but no, no, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> we've got the last tier. We've got uh, the Bocadillo, which is uh, it's Spanish ham, which if you know anything about ham, if you're a ham connoisseur, if you will, uh, Spanish ham, uh, Iberico ham is often... Uh, the, like the most famous of them, it's on a whole nother level. Like they, they are very, very kind to their, their, their pork in, uh, in Spain, but you've got that. And it says bread rubbed with cut tomato. I'm not sure exactly what that means. Like, I think,
0: you know, exactly what it means.
1: <laughs> bread rubbed with cut tomato. Hang on. I got to see this. Like I'm looking this up right now. Cause like. It's like Kobe and...
0: beef where they like massage the cows with sake and stuff. They massage the bread with tomatoes and, you know, read it bedtime stories and all this kind of stuff to make it super fancy.
1: <laughs> they tell it a story. They, they they tell how much they love it. Yeah. And then and then they kill it and eat it. Um, it looks yeah, it looks like you just cook the tomato and kind of rub it on the bread. I mean, that sounds pretty delicious i mean uh, okay never had one before but i'm willing to try that uh we've also got number 39 which is the liverwurst sandwich which is liverwurst mustard onions cucumbers and pickles um no i'm good uh there are a few things that i will not eat one of them is liver like i don't like the taste of organ meat it's i just no no thanks And then you've got, by far, the fanciest of all the sandwiches, the only sandwich on this list that does, in fact, have a monocle and a degree from Oxford, that would be the (laughs) cucumber tea sandwich, which is cucumber and unsalted butter. I'm going to go with the bocadillo just by default because, one, I'm not fucking with liverwurst. Two, cucumber tea sandwich, like, while I'm sure is delightful while you're having an elegant conversation about the English countryside, that's just not my jam. Uh, I'm sticking with bocadillo.
0: Yeah, same here. I've never tried it, but I'd be willing to. Uh, yep. I'm right there with you when it comes to to liver like the liver and onions, nothing like that i I'm, I'm not touching that and God. then um, I don't earn enough to to have a <laughs> a cucumber sandwich so <laughs> maybe maybe if you know after a couple of years if I grow my career over the next decade or so, maybe I'll change my answer but for now <laughs> i'll I'll go with the uh tomato rubbed ham you know sandwich
1: yeah i don't I don't like absolutely fabulous enough. To, to be able to have a cucumber tea sandwich. So there's <laughs> there's that. Uh, <laughs> we've only got about 10 minutes, man. Let's power through these French fries. Um, if you look at the list, it's... He'll be on later, but Mr. James Rambo was adamant that Tater Tots should not be on this list because he said that they don't count as French fries. But nowhere on this list does it actually say that this is a best French fry list. It's just a list of various potato like combination things. So... Screw you, Rambo. Uh, not really, buddy. I'm just messing. sorry, bub. Yeah. Um, we've got waffle fries, which I mean, anybody who's been to Chick Fil A, um, it's they're cross-cut, delicious things going on. They're they're a wonderful French fry. You've got Belgian fries, which is irregularly sliced, double-fried potatoes served in a cone with mayonnaise and other condiments. That sounds delightful. And then you've got tater tots. Those are your three. Those are your first three. Of those three. Mr. Monick, which are you choosing?
0: So I'm going to make a couple assumptions here real quick. I am going to assume that all of the fries that we talk about here or tots to, to appease Rambo. Oh, <laughs> potato, potato, fried potato products um, are, are cooked and fried to a temperature that I personally enjoy. Because we all know that, that some fries end up soggy, some end up way too crisp. I'm going to assume they're all like the right crispiness.
1: They all uh, they all brought their A-game, Steve. We're not going to be yeah. like, okay, so the curly fries are hot right out of the fryer, but the garlic fries, no. Those have been left under a stadium seat at Camden Yards in, uh, where the Baltimore Orioles play for a good 35 minutes, and they're very, <laughs> very cold and very disgusting. Like, no, they're all at their best.
0: So with that being the case, I'm going to go with the waffle fry. Because it has the largest surface area to house the condiments that I'm looking to put on it. I'm not afraid to get fancy with my French fries because I don't actually like – like if I go to a fast food place, which I don't do very often. But if I do, I'm more of a give me two burgers instead of a burger and fries kind of guy. So if I'm going to go French fries, I want to fancy it up. And I'll, I'll do mayo. I'll do barbecue sauce. I'll do buffalo sauce and sometimes just ketchup, whatever. Um, so if I'm going to go fries, I want the waffle fries because it gives me the biggest uh, platform to get my uh, my sauce game on.
1: Yeah, I, I think that that is a good a good call. Um, I. I respect your decision. I respectfully disagree, though, I am actually there. I am going with the I'm going with the Belgian fries, because if you've ever had them done with the delicate care that the French or like a like if you're in the Netherlands would do it's it's on a whole nother level dude like they're crispy they're they're like like soft on the inside like it's I don't I don't know how to describe it if you've never actually had them done correctly most of us unfortunately haven't um and I'm not trying to get all hoity-toity here But, like, I just, I would go with those. And that's a tough decision for me, because I fucking love tater tots. Like, I love tater tots. They're, like, one of my favorite things in the whole wide world. But I'm going Belgian fries, just because they are, like, honestly, that's kind of where they came from. So, like, if you can't go with the original, like, who created the the, the medium in the first place, then, you know, it's a sad state of affairs.
0: I I totally respect that that decision. For my own personal palate, I want to maximize that surface area, but... Yeah, they would be second for me. Um, Not a tater tot guy, to be honest with you. Really? Like tater tots, hash browns, the ones that are just kind of like potato goo mashed together and then fried in whatever shape it's in. (laughs) Not so much. I want it more of like an actual French fry consistency. where You have that soft white
1: in in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Understood. Um, So let's look at the next tier that we got here. Uh, we've got the standard cut French fries. I mean, it's it's every French fry you've seen. It's the McDonald's fries, the Burger King fries, the Wendy's fry. It's like – see, and, and honestly, like the standard cut – like there's a lot of deviation with this too because like if you're comparing like McDonald's fries to say like if you're at the beach and you get boardwalk fries, they're not the same thing. Or like Five Guys, for instance. Five Guys fries are on a whole other level. So like I'm going to go – you know what? Number four, let us let's go with – well, you use McDonald's as the as the stand-in here.
0: Yeah, so, every, I think
1: everyone's had that, yeah. so that's probably a yeah. good yeah. We'll, we'll use yeah we'll use McDonald's here, um, because honestly, if we're getting into the the French fry game, like I said, Five Guys is going to trounce you all day. But if you can't ha- <laughs> if you don't have a Five Guys in your area, and you've ever gone to the beach and gotten boardwalk fries, it's the same thing. They're the same thing. Um, garlic fries. Uh, it says any cut of fries sprinkled with sauteed minced garlic and chopped parsley. This is a Baltimore thing. Big time. If you go see a sporting event in Baltimore, like you go see the Orioles play or you go see the Ravens play, um, they serve these at the stadium and I've had them many times. I enjoy them very much. Um, but then you've also got the curly fry, um, Arby's fame. Everybody's had them, or you've gotten them frozen in a bag and, and made them at home yourself. See, I feel like this is no contest. The garlic fry, while unique, And special can't hold a candle to the curly fry because the curly fry all by itself with no toppings is delicious. Curly fry for me.
0: Could not agree more. Yeah, the curly fry is the way to go because by itself it brings something to the game. But back to my waffle fry thing, because it's got that cylindrical shape, you dip that bad boy down in whatever flavor you're rocking and it just stays right in the center there. You kind of fill it up and you get this little, you know, sauce, gooey core. It's yeah. uh, it, it's a winner all the way around.
1: So I want to bring something up here because it's it's not mentioned and we might end up having to do like a whole nother podcast about this because, you know, we love food. But like, <laughs> have you ever been to like a state fair or like any sort of like carnival type attraction thing? Um, I know they do them in Hershey Park, but they do those ribbon fries where it's a potato and they basically put it on like a little device and spin it around and like it basically makes these big long potato ribs and they deep fry those sons of bitches and they're like the most delicious thing on the face of the planet tell me you've had these before i don't think i have oh sweet jesus we're gonna have to fix this (laughs) um yeah that will save that for another uh, another conversation so we got number seven uh the shoestring matchstick french fry versus the crinkle cut fry and you've got a cheese fry. It says any style of fries with cheese melted on top. I, first off, shoestring matchstick fries can kiss my ass. Like, just, just get out. Like, I'm not even interested. They make me so mad because like, you can't really, I mean, you can dip them, but you get like a thimble's worth of like ketchup and that's it. It's, it's not a good vessel as you were describing before, like the curly fry, or the waffle fry is the crinkle cut is pure nostalgia for me. That was the potato of choice when I was a kid. That's what we had. Like we would get them frozen. We would put mm-hmm. them on the cookie sheet, cook them up. Um, there's a chicken joint down in um, it's they're really none around here, unfortunately, like further south called Zaxby's and Zaxby's has crinkle cut fries. And they're like my absolute favorite thing. Cheese fries. Like I just it's literally fries and cheese. If they were like cheese and bacon and scallions and like I might be more swayed toward the cheese fries. But the crinkle cut on its own is, is, is my winner on this one.
0: So you're saying like it was a true loaded French fry. You know, just pile it up with all the goodies that would that would take it. But I agree. And I got to say, I, I would bet more than anything, crinkle cr- cut is the fry out of this whole list that people have made the most themselves at home, right?
1: Yeah, because that seems like that's that's the Orita. You know, Orita is like the – generic brand that everybody's been able to get forever in the grocery store so i feel yeah i feel like the, the, yeah the crinkle cut is is kind of like everybody's sleeper that they they forgot oh my god i forgot these are really really good so
0: yeah i got i gotta go crinkle fry and yeah. i'll tell you the fries and for for jack and mandy um tater tots man at home boy does yeah. the air fryer make a difference
1: right oh my God, i goodness. love the air fryer <laughs> it is like my favorite thing to cook with and like yeah yeah, it really everything's crispy. Like it's it's fantastic, and and you save so much time too. Yeah. I, by the way, we are not an infomercial. We are not being paid by Air Fryer. Um, we're just stating our love for them. So there you go.
0: Yeah. Get whatever brand Air Fryer you want. Yeah. Just get it because then you can make fries that actually taste like French fries and not kind of just hot wet potatoes. Yeah. Um, uh, it's worth it. It's absolutely
1: worth it. Absolutely. Now we've got uh steak fries. We've got British chips, which is. To differentiate them between the other French fries we've had, it says shorter potatoes cut chunkier uh, than standard French fries traditionally served with malt vinegar. Oh, dude, wonderful flavor combination. Salt salt and vinegar, or as they like to say, salt and malts. Um, great, great on French fries. Um, and then sweet potato fries. This one's difficult because... Yeah, this one's tough. Um, steak fries, if you've ever been to a robin, they serve you steak fries and you can get them They're They're bottomless. You can keep ordering more steak fries and you do that with their ranch dressing and just dip them in the ranch dressing. It's, it's like, it's the perfect flavor combination. Um, I'm going with the British chips though, because they brought up the malt vinegar, salt, salt and malt vinegar on potato chips. I'm going, I'm going British on this one.
0: Yeah. I, the red Robin. I didn't even think about that. That's a, that's a great point. Cause I love their, their seasoning blend that they have on the tables there. Um, And you put that in the ketchup and dip those big fat steak fries in there. Oh, my God. It's so good. I forget what they call it exactly. They're like Red Robin spice or seasoning or whatever. It's
1: it's something. I don't remember what it's called either. It's like their secret sauce, secret seasoning, whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I want to give some love to the sweet potatoes, though. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty banging one when you have it with like uh, like a brown sugar on it. Uh, That's that's a pretty dynamite one. Um, I i think i'll probably go steak fries but it's real close
1: i can understand that yeah and steak fries again also solid choice but i i'm going classic i'm going with the the british chips here we've got our next choice we've got potato wedges chili cheese fries and cottage fries i'm not even sure what the hell a cottage fries cottage fry is it says uh, potatoes thick cut on a corrugated slicer and fried. So basically they're like they're like ruffled potato chips, only thicker, more or less.
0: Yeah, so you get that more like instead of like a solid middle, you're getting that soft French fry middle. Exactly. Yeah, it looks like a chip, like it's circular.
1: Yeah. You've got chili cheese fries and then you've got potato wedges.
0: Mm. This might See, be gonna... like out of out of, all, out of all of them, this this threesome might be my least like, I'm not as interested in the three as the other yeah.
1: ones. Well, because here's the other thing, too, is, like, why do we have cheese fries on here? Why do we have chili cheese fries? We should have baked potato on here, and we should have, like, um, I don't know. Give me something else that's a potato product, hash browns. Like, I feel like that's a better indicator here. So let's do this. We're going to amend this real quick. I already know you're going to keep your answer for the shoestring versus crinkle cut versus cheese fries. We're taking cheese fries out, and now it's hash browns. And we're taking chili cheese fries out. We're doing baked potato. Hmm.
0: A controversial take. I don't like baked potatoes. Hmm. I, okay. I, I would not take them. I would take I would take the uh, the maligned uh, matchstick fries that you <laughs> hated. if I was going to have like a steak. I would rather have yeah. the steak frite where you have the little matchstick ones on top of the steak and you get kind of like a bite of the fries with the steak every time um instead of like a baked potato on the side See, that's, now, that's mashed different potato, mashed yeah. potato we could we could have a whole conversation there or uh the home fry um uh, i'm i'm because oh. we talked about how much we both like breakfast very early on in the episode here uh a good home fry with like eggs
1: oh i can't beat that dude yeah you know what let's let's do this let's amend this even further i don't like the flavor added stuff so we're going to cut garlic fries. We're cutting cheese fries. We're cutting chili cheese fries because those are not the potatoes themselves standing on their own. They've got extra shit added to them. So garlic fries is gone. We're literally making a new tier now. OK, so between the potato wedges, chili cheese fries and cottage fries, I'm just using potato wedges because fuck it. Whatever. None of these matter. <laughs> like, just, just get out of my face.
0: There won't so, be a quiz on this later, so don't worry about exactly. it.
1: <laughs> so we're now we're doing the breakfast. Let, let's do hash browns versus um, home fries. And then we'll yeah just do those two and then we'll talk about mashed potatoes next. Um, I'm a hash browns guy. I, I like hash browns. I would rather do that.
0: I'm the other side of the coin. I like the home fry. I was colored very early on by Eaton Park's uh, breakfast buffet. Uh, they had a like yeah. they would always have like the scrambled eggs, home fries and then like the sausage patties and yeah. getting like. You know, a third, a third, a third on your fork of of those three things together was like the yeah. perfect bite. Um, so the home fry kind of uh, very early on won my heart.
1: When I was a kid, um, my grandmother and I would go to uh, Denny's. She loved Denny's because, like, let me tell you, if there was anything that this woman loved more than like you know her family, uh, it was a good deal. And to be able to get a grand slam for like five bucks, oh, yeah, yeah, she was all in, She was all in for that man. And when you get the combination – because I had never – I was little. I was maybe like five or six, and I had always – the only eggs that I had had as a little kid was scrambled eggs, right? And I watched a grandma get um, hash browns with uh, eggs over easy, and then she got bacon, and then you got like her pancakes on the side, right? And she popped the yolks and mixed them into the potatoes, and I was like – you're a mad scientist what are you doing and she was like it's really really good you should try it and i tried it and fell in love and like that's like my new thing or not my new thing but like that i love doing that like that's th- those combinations work really really well together when it comes to breakfast for sure
0: oh yeah early on i mean that that was my thing i mean we call everyone calls them dippy eggs for a reason man you can you know you, yeah. you pop the yolk and then you whatever whatever else is going on in breakfast that goes well with yep. that yolk yep
1: yeah absolutely um we're i know we're we're coming up on time here man and we gotta gotta get out of here real soon um we'll we'll finish up with you you spoke of your love of mashed potatoes i want to speak of my love of another potato product and that is the infamous i wouldn't say infamous infamous makes, makes it sound like it's bad um it is the notorious uh, um uh, potato latke, that like y- you always mm. see it at uh, Hanukkah time. It's my absolute favorite thing to do with potatoes, a potato pancake. And I've gotten fancy in the last like year or so. We have a waffle iron, and somebody was like, "Hey, have you ever done them in the waffle iron?" I was like, "No, but you're a goddamn genius." And now that's all I'll do them in is I'll, I'll make the potato like you, you shred the potatoes, you shred the onion, uh, you mix some ga- garlic salt. Um, you have you're supposed to take matzah, like the matzah crackers, and, and mash them up and mix it in there as a binder, and then two eggs and you mix it all together and then you have like your little potato pancake mix and you plop it on the waffle iron and fry it and they come out perfect and like that is my absolute favorite potato vessel of all time. It's it's wow. just absolutely fantastic, yeah. That and like amazing. When you come down, Steve, it, guess what time it's going to be? It's going to be December and it'll be Hanukkah, so God. guess what we're making. That's a good point. Yeah, dude. Um, the cool thing about it, too, is like most people are like, oh, it's a potato. So like salt and pepper, maybe ketchup, um, sour cream. Sour cream is one of the things that you can put on it. That's the traditional thing. My personal favorite and the one that I grew up with is applesauce. Applesauce mm. on potato pancakes is phenomenal. It's it's Jack. It's also Jack's favorite thing to do with it, too. So,
0: yeah, if you gave me like 20 guesses, I doubt applesauce would have ever come out of my <laughs> mouth, but I would totally give it a shot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're. This is now a plan. Like this is happening in December, by the way. So we're do- totally doing this.
0: I guess you know, from my Christian background, I have to bring you like a candy cane or something. I don't, <laughs> <we don't> have... <laughs> no, I'll bring you some of my wife's cookies. Obviously, hey, hey. she's got her. She's got her cookie business going on. So uh, Christmas okay cookies about is, this. Her, is her. Uh,
1: yeah. Her forte. Yeah. Um. So. I'm assuming mashed potato is like your favorite potato vessel then is that, is that safe to assume?
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on the dish that it's going with. Like I'm not going to eat a hamburger and mashed potatoes, but right. um, yeah, I mean, I guess if I had to pick one, I, I, a good mashed potato and you know, there's good mashed potatoes and there's not good mashed potatoes. I think we've all, all been there, but when it's done right, it's, it's done right. Um, and I gotta say, you know, nothing really beats a good homemade mashed potato. Like my mom's mashed potatoes and my mother-in-law's mashed potatoes. Mandy's mom, Mary Ellen makes a dynamite mashed potato as well. Um, They're, they're not the same recipe by any means. Like they definitely, like I could blind taste test and tell you which of the two mothers made which mashed potato. Um, But that's to me, it's like there's good mashed potatoes and there's bad mashed potatoes, but there's nice variety inside those two uh, labels. Um, and, and I have got myself making, uh, mashed sweet potatoes as well with like Ooh. honey and and butter melted into it. It's pretty tasty.
1: It does sound pretty tasty. Are you a traditionalist when it comes to mashed potatoes where it, uh, you won't add things into them? Like I see so many mashed potato recipes where it's like, oh, Hey, add cheese while you're mixing it together. Cause the cheese will melt and fold together. And it makes like this whole thing. Like, are you, Are you cool with that sort of thing or do you just like the the potatoes, the butter, the cream or milk, whatever you choose to use and and mix that up with some salt and pepper?
0: I mean, when it comes to food, like for me, I'm like, I'm a live and let live kind of guy. Like if you want (laughs) to mix some some freaking cheese up in there, you know, go crazy for it. Me personally, I'm more of a give me mashed potatoes, just mashed potatoes because they're the perfect template for those things. Like I don't need them. Mixed in as you're making them, because then that's what they are. But you. if you give me just plain mashed potatoes, then I can put cheese on them. I can put gravy on them. I can, um you know, sprinkle some bacon and chives on it. Like I can go whatever way I want to go because there's such a beautiful blank template.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like. We ran into we're such big fans of potatoes. Like if if I could give a salute to any vegetable, it would be the potato because it single handedly kept me somewhat happy when we were vegetarian. Like I made so many different potato dishes. We found out about something uh, that's a it's a very traditional British dish. It's called bubble and squeak. And what it is, is it's tr- like traditionally what you're doing is is you're using leftover from the quote unquote Sunday roast, which is like, you know, your your roast shank of meat, uh, potatoes, cabbage, carrots, all that stuff. Right. And then what you do is you take the leftover potatoes and the cabbage and you saute the cabbage in butter and then you put the potatoes in there and you mash them together and you essentially make like a cake where like the butter on the bottom of the pan is like like making a crisp edge with the potatoes. And we just do like I boil the potatoes, I drain them off and then I start sauteing the cabbage and then pour the potatoes on top. And we do that and mash it together. And like Sandy absolutely loves it. Jax loves it. I love it. And like talk about perfect vessel. You could add ham to it. If you just want that, you could just add some hot sauce like or you could just eat it by itself. Like or as breakfast. I've done the um the um I think, would you call them dippy eggs? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I've used, I've made dippy eggs and put it on there and busted the yolks and like mixed it all together into like some disgusting slurry, but man, it was good. And like, it's again, salute to the potato, man, because that is a versatile vegetable. Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think that covers us, man. I know that you're you're over here on time and, and you gotta, gotta help those, those kids get to bed. So as always, Mr. Monic, I appreciate your contributions to this wonderful podcast that we're doing. Um, our other friends, unfortunately, are not going to be joining us this evening. Uh, they both had some things come up. It happens. It's real life, you know? This is what we deal with. But I definitely want to give a shout out to MC Brooks and to James Rambo. Uh, unfortunately, we're not able to join us tonight, but we still love them and appreciate them as much as we always have. But also, Mr. Monic, thank you again uh, for joining me this evening on our Uh, podcast that's going to require me to go get a snack now that we're done. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) But for all of us here at GGR, guys, remember, stay safe out there. Remember that, um, be nice, be kind to each other. Um, understand that everybody is struggling through this quarantine and all the other things that are going on in our country. And from the bottom of my heart, the one thing you need to remember, don't be a juice dog. You don't understand. Ugh, this is so silly. Um, this is all just because of a sandwich. <laughs> a sandwich? Yeah, uh, you see, my, my sister makes these
0: amazing turkey sandwiches. Her secret is she puts a, an extra
1: slice of gravy-soaked bread in the middle. I call it the moist maker. <laughs> anyway, I, I put my sandwich in the fridge over here. <laughs> and, oh, oh, you know what? Oh,
0: yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I believe I ate that. <laughs>
1: You ate my sandwich?
0: It was a simple mistake. It could happen to anyone. Oh, really? <laughs> Did you confuse it with your own turkey sandwich with a moist maker? No. I... Do you perhaps remember seeing a note on top of it? There may have been a, a joke or the limerick of some kind. Okay. That said, it was my sandwich. Now now calm down. Come look in my office. Uh, some of it may still be in the trash. What? Well, it was quite large. I I I have to throw most of it away. You 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 threw my sandwich
1: away. My sandwich? My sandwich!
0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, GGR.